We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. One thing I'd like to say to you this morning is that LifePoint is pushing through no matter what. It's so great to be able to bring you this live stream and me preaching from home is awesome. And thanks to our amazing tech team who's made this happen for us again this week. I hope you guys are going well in lockdown. I hope um, you're coping. I just want to remind you that you're not alone, that God is with you. We're thinking of you. We're praying for you. We're standing together and we're going to make a difference. That's what we want to do is change the world one step at a time. We're passionate about seeing lives changed and together we're going to do that. So thanks for being part of a team that's going to make an amazing difference. Now already we've seen text to prayer go on the screen and I want to encourage you if you've got some prayer points or something you'd really like us to pray for, whether it's for you or for a neighbour or a friend, can you please text the prayer in? What we're going to do is we're going to correlate all those prayers and then we're going to put them on our prayer chain so people can be praying for you and standing with you at this time. It's so important that we do that. So let's stand together, let's pray and let's believe that God can make an incredible difference. So as I launch into our continuing series of prayer that will move mountains, I want to look today at anxiety, what it means when we're anxious, what to do with those anxious thoughts and how to win the battle in our mind that causes us to be anxious. Let's pray and let's ask God to bless us and lead us here today. Lord, I want to say thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the opportunities you give us to be a shining light for you. And thank you, Lord, for your love for us, that you're with us, whether we're in lockdown or not, that, God, you are there and you're standing with us and in us and through us and you want to make a difference. So today, I pray for every single heart, Lord, that you'd speak to us, that we receive in our hearts what the Spirit of God wants to say, that you'd deposit more of your love and your greatness and let faith arise in us, Lord, as we pray and we believe you to do some mighty, incredible things. So, Lord, we commit this time to you as we come to your word, as we look at what it means to win the war in our mind. I pray, Lord, speak to us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So as we look at our mind, the mind is an amazing thing and very strong. And most of life's battles are either won or lost in our minds. It's impossible to have a positive life when we have a negative mind. If we're negative about something and we keep thinking negative thoughts, what's going to happen is that's going to crawl out and creep out into all of our attitudes. But if we have a positive mind and have positive thoughts about how life is going and that God is with us, we're going to see positive outcomes in our lives. The problem is that our life races away and our mind starts to track after it and negative thoughts start to appear and irrational worries start to raise to the surface. And I want to encourage you today as we look at um, winning the war of our mind to try and bring these irrational worries back into control. I'm sure all of us can relate in some way to having um, runaway fears that consume our minds. You know, as a kid, um, I was playing at a mate's place. I was only six years old. We'd built this cubby, a small cubby house out the back, and he brought his dog into the cubby house. So there's the three of us in the cubby house. And for some reason, that dog attacked me. 
It bit me on the face, it bit me on the arm, and I was absolutely mortified and terrified. But what had happened from that point onwards, I was always terrified whenever I heard a dog bark. If I'd go for a walk around our neighbourhood and if I knew that there was a dog even in the yard and couldn't get out, I would be terrified. I was really irrational when it came to dogs. And for many years, that haunted me. I wouldn't go for walks um, because I'd be scared that a dog might come out. If I was walking along the beach and I saw a dog, my heart would start to palpitate and I'd see fears arise because I was really fearful that that dog would attack me. But it was irrational. Not every dog was going to attack me, but I was stuck with these irrational fears. I wonder if you've got irrational fears about something that's happened in your past. Great story about a student who was worrying about making the wrong decision about which course he should take at uni. He was worried if he made the wrong decision, it would end up with the wrong choice of careers. And if he had the wrong choice of careers, he'd get the wrong job. If he had the wrong job, he assumed that he would then marry the wrong person. And because he married the wrong person, he assumed that they'd have unhealthy kids. And then if they had unhealthy kids, the kids would have to have braces. And if they had braces, that would be expensive. And because he couldn't afford to pay all his bills from college because he did the wrong wrong course, he didn't have money to pay fees for them to go to college. And then the kids would grow up uneducated. If they were uneducated, they wouldn't be able to get a job. And if they couldn't get a job, what would happen is then they would run a life of crime. And if they ran a life of crime, he decided that it would be best that he didn't have any kids at all. And he had a headache because he's worrying about this for so much. And because he's worrying about this, then he thought he had a brain tumour. You know, the mind just races away in the wrong direction and it can be exhausting. I think every one of us have had times when our mind has made up a scenario about what's going to happen because of circumstances and it never really came to pass. At the moment, the same thing can be happening as we're watching the news and we see so much about COVID and what's going to happen and what's happening in the world. Our mind could run away with us. And we can feel depressed, we can feel really down, we can jump to conclusions to say, this is it, this is where it's all going to end. You know, I've made this point that I don't watch the news all the time because I found that it was just controlling my mind and my thought patterns. And I don't want to spend my time thinking about the negative stuff. I want to think about the opportunities that we have as Christians to make an impact. The, The world is still here and the church is still here and God has given the church a great opportunity to step up and to be a shining light, to impact lives and make a difference. And that's what I want to see us doing not just being focused on the negative, but focused on the positive. Even this weekend, we heard yesterday that we couldn't live stream at church. Hey, the positive is here we are today, we're with you, and nothing's going to stop us from getting out there with the gospel of Jesus Christ and sharing with the church, God's beautiful chosen people, just his amazing love and his greatness at such a time as this. Now, let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 is amazing. It It's about Paul. Paul's in prison. He's under house arrest. And there under house arrest, he is concerned about the church of Philippi. So he writes this amazing amazing letter to the church of Philippi. But also in just verses 6 and 7 of chapter 4, he says some amazing stuff. He says this. He says, do not be anxious about anything. 
Here's a guy that should be anxious about tomorrow because he doesn't know if he's facing um, death tomorrow or what's going to happen, maybe judgment, and he gets put in jail for the rest of his life. He had no idea what was going to happen, but his message to Christians is simply don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving in your heart, present your requests to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. God's desire is to calm our anxious minds in the midst of the circumstances. God is there. God's with us. God doesn't want us immersed in worry and anxiety. He doesn't want us to spend our time dwelling on the negativity of what's happening or just being anxious or having the, the sense of worrying about what's going to happen next. You know, when we do that, we realise that our life is always moving in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And if our thoughts are negative and that God can't do this and God can't change this world or can't change these circumstances, we're going to start believing it. But if our mind is focused on positive stuff and we realise that God can do all things, which the Bible says, we're going to have a different outlook and a different expectation in such a time as that. I believe the world is looking for the church to, to step up, to be positive in such a negative time, to be willing to trust, to be willing to keep going, to be willing to, to love and put themselves out to make an impact and make a difference when the world has got absolutely no answers. The problem is in our mind, the mind is very complex and just to make it really simple, we, we have part of our mind that just deals with the fight or flight situation where something happens, something goes wrong and the first thing it's got to do, it, it wants to fight, it, it sets the adrenaline going, it's negative and it's doing all it can to, to react to it. Be like the other day um, when we were at the church, I was there a bit late and uh, I saw AB coming in the back door and um, it was getting quite dark so I thought I'd stand behind the door and just say hello as he walked in. Well, when I said the hello in that dark room, I saw his bit of reaction was fight and flight. I almost had to duck there for a moment. But the adrenaline started going because of the circumstances he found himself in. And what can happen in our lives and in our minds, the adrenaline keeps pumping in the circumstances we find ourselves in because we're negative, we're, we're anxious, we're, we're worried about something and we continue to push through on a very negative emotion and negative basis. And if we continue to do that over a period of times, we become very irrational, fear rises up in our hearts and we have these irrational fears about stuff that may never come to pass. I've had those irrational fears. A negative thing has happened. I've kept focusing on it. I keep thinking about it. And all of a sudden, it's built up to be an incredible thing in my life that I just can't get my mind off. God wants us to have peace in negative times. God wants to have peace when there's challenges there. So we've got to realise, as Paul is saying, there's a way to get this peace. And it simply says, present your requests to God. If you're worried about something, pray about it. 
Take it to God and ask God to carry it for you. I've done that many a time. Say, God, this is too big for me to carry. Would you carry this for me and give it back to me when my mind's together and I can do the right stuff with this? So we can really trust God if we present our requests to God. So many Christians don't know the power of prayer, so they haven't presented their requests to God and they start worrying about it. When we present our requests to God, we give them over to God, we tell God what we're feeling about and we hand it over to him and allow him to carry it for us. Another verse says, cast your care and anxiety on me because I care for you. It's like casting. When you're casting, you've got your fishing rod, you've got your bait, you've got your hook. And for those who are good at casting, they actually have learned the art of how to cast their bait into the very place that they want it to go, where they think the fish are. The other week we were at Chambers Island fishing off the bank there with um, our grandsons. And um, Amos, the oldest grandson, he um, cast into the water and then he's looking in the water and he couldn't see where the cast went. And I walked over to him and said, what's wrong, buddy? And he said, I just can't see where my bait went. And I looked up and what had happened is his bait had got caught in the tree behind him and he actually didn't get a chance to cast it into the river. You know, with our care and our worry, sometimes we're the same. We haven't cast it into God's hands and we're carrying it. So therefore God can't do anything with it because we've got it, we haven't given it to him. He says, cast your care and anxiety on me and his peace will then guard our minds. We need God to guard our minds to to give us peace. Now, that's the power of prayer and that's what we need. And I think as Christians, we devalue the power of prayer. When we pray about something, we have got all of heaven coming to the fore to help us. As we pray about something, it says the Holy Spirit's interceding for us. It says Jesus before the throne is is praying for us. And we've got the whole host of of heavenly, uh, the heavenly armour of God just leading us and guiding us as we make our requests known to him. As Jesus prayed, great things happen. As Christians pray, great things happen. Hebrews says, let us come before the throne of grace boldly and find help in time of need. God wants us to come to him. God wants us to talk about what's making us anxious so that he can carry it for us. James says, you have not because you haven't asked for. So I want to encourage you, make sure, if you're anxious about it, make sure you've had a good prayer time about it. Make sure you've actually cast it to God, that you've given it to God. And um, as we look at some scientific proof about brains and stuff I've read, that is when we um, start to cast our anxiety and our care on God, when we start to talk about it rather than being negative about it, The brain's got this way of rewiring itself, rewiring our thoughts. So rather than us being negative as we pray, as we trust God, as we release our anxiety to God, our brain starts to change. And rather than being anxious, there's a sense of faith rest that comes. You see, our negative thoughts are going to harm us and harm our brain. But the Bible says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That our mind is renewed, our way of thinking is renewed as we cast our care and anxiety on God, knowing that God does care about it. God is interested in us and God wants us to have a faith rest and say, well, God, you've got this and I'm going to trust you. It's follow of Jesus. All of us need to learn to do this as we cast it on him, as we trust him, 
and we have faith that God will make a difference right in the middle of my circumstances and my situation. Definition of worry. It's the sin of not trusting God and his power. So a sense of let's start to learn a, a fresh trust. Circumstances at the moment, yep, we don't like the circumstances, but we can trust God in them. We can trust God with what's happening across our world. God knows. God's never said, oops, what am I going to do now? God's, God's got it. So I want to encourage you, rest, relax in this. God's got it. We haven't got to solve the problem. We've just got to trust God in the problem. And as we trust God in and through the problem, differences happen. He changes us. He, he helps us to understand just who we are. You see, we've got an old sinful nature and our old sinful nature wants to take control of everything rather than allowing the, the Holy Spirit to direct stuff and rest in him. We take control. It's a bit like driving a car. Like um, when we become a Christian, God, by the power of the Holy Spirit, takes the front seat and he takes the wheel and we sit in the back seat and we rest and we allow him to take us where he wants to go and do what he wants to do with us. But quite often we lead over from the back seat and try to take the wheel because we're not happy with how he's driving. But he's the greatest driver on the planet and he's the greatest person we can ever trust as we go through circumstances and challenges in a life. To be controlled by the Holy Spirit means to say, I'm trusting God through all the circumstances that come my way. I'm intentionally choosing to let the Holy Spirit have his way. And maybe in your life at the moment, there's stuff that's going on, stuff that you've taken over, you've jumped from the back seat to the front seat, you've taken the wheel and said, I've got to take control of this. Well, where are you going to take it? <laughs> you don't know the future. You don't know... God's plans and purposes in this particular situation. But if you sit back, relax, and allow the Holy Spirit to take control and drive the wheel, he will do what is right, he'll do what is good, and he'll do what a loving father always does as he walks with you and you learn to trust him. So rather than worry, give it over to God. Now, I just want to give you a quick um, illustration of something if you're a worrier. If you're a worrier, you pray about something, you take it back straight away. Here's a good thing to do. Get a nice box. Get a nice box and put God on that box. Just a, like a shoebox. Get a shoebox, put God on the box. And the stuff you're anxious about, write it out. Write it out on a piece of paper and say, God, I'm praying through this and pray through the stuff as you write it out. And then put it in the box and say, God, I'm trusting you. And then through the day, if you find that you are taking it back and you start to worry again, worrying about the kids, worrying about the finances, worrying about COVID, worrying about the future, worrying about your house, if you start worrying again, go back to the box and take it out and realise that you've taken it over. You've jumped over the seat to the front seat and you've taken control. And what you need to do then is to pray through it again, put it back in that box and say, God, I'm trusting you with it and walk away. And just see how long you can leave that in the box without letting your mind going back to it and start to rehashing the whole thing over and over and over again. You see, our life belongs to God and we need to trust him. So in our journey, in our journey, I want to suggest there's three things we need to do. The first thing is do your part. 
if there's a circumstance or a situation, just say you're a student and you worry about the exam tomorrow, man, do your study. You've got to do your part. You study. Don't just step back and expect God to do the work. It'd be like this sermon today. Um, I could have said, God, you just do it, and I sit in front of a camera and do it. You would know it, and I would know it. But I put some work into this, and I've spent some time with God about this. So I've done my part, and now I trust God to do the best. Rest. If you're sick, you need to go and see a doctor. Pray about it. If God doesn't heal you, go to see the doctor. Do that part. Trust God. If you're unhealthy and need to get a bit more healthy, well, do some exercise, do your part and pray about it and trust God. So the first thing is to do what I can do. The second thing we need to do is simply give God what I can't do. What I can't do is say, God, I really need you to lead me and guide me. I need you to make up the deficit here. I'm going to trust you. I can't get through this. I don't know the answers here. Here's my life. God, I want to trust you and see what you can do. You know, so much of my life I find is attempting stuff that I thought I can't do. But I've had to say to God, I'm going to attempt this, God. I'm going to trust you and I'm going to look at what you're going to do. And, you know, in this lockdown, I've had a chance to just walk over our property. We've got an acre and a half here just beside the river. And I built this, um, yeah, boardwalk along the river. And it goes for 150 metres, um, made out of sleepers. And as I walk along it, I remember different sections of this because there's a couple of bridges I had to build and there's a couple of little valleys I had to go over. And, um, yeah, it was quite difficult. And not being a builder, I wasn't sure what to do. But I remember I'd stop and pray, God, how do I tackle this? How do I make a bridge over here with the stuff that I've got and amazingly I made a bridge and there's another part where I just had to make this um, set of steps going down onto the rocks and said God I've got no idea how to do this how do I do this and all of a sudden God put in my mind as I stepped out to do it as I took the tools in my hand as I got the sleepers and started to cut them up God just gave me the ability to do it and as I walked through that boardwalk now I see all the areas where I had to stop I had to trust God And I want to tell you today, there's parts that he did that I didn't do, but I had to step out in faith and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to move forward and I'm going to do that. So maybe that's for you today. You need to step out. You need to trust God and you need to say, God, I can't do it, but I'm going to step out and do it anyway. And I'm going to see what you're going to do to bring it all together. And the last one thing is simpler is, first of all, I do my part. Second, I, I do what I trust God for what I can't do. And the third thing is I'm going to trust God no matter what. Whether God answers my prayer the way he wants to or not, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to absolutely trust God. As we trust God, there's peace. For a moment, just imagine. Imagine a heart filled with peace. Absolute peace in the midst of the storm. Imagine unending joy. I just have joy because God is with me. A peace of mind in trusting God. You know, it's possible, absolutely impossible. It's just your choice, your choice to whether you've got to retrain your mind to start to trust God and walk with him. And, you know, it's something I've had to do in my life. I've had to learn to, to retrain my mind. And, um, yeah, just doing this COVID sermon today, it's really déjà vu just to share a bit of a personal journey from Meryl and I. It was um, in lockdown last time that um, we did the interview with Meryl about some tests that she had and those tests come back 
um, not good. So she had to have another cancer operation and um, God gives the grace and the strength to do that. And that was the fourth operation she's had. So just this week has been deja vu because she's had a lump um, in her breast and been checked and it's breast cancer again. So it's deja vu about doing the journey again. Do we have peace? Yes, we have peace. Are we trusting God? Yes, we're trusting God. And you know why we can do this? Because for the other four times, God's been there. God's been enough. On the journey we have learnt, we can either freak out completely or we can trust God that he's a loving Heavenly Father, that underneath are the everlasting arms and he's going to see us through. And that's where we stand and and that's who we are and that's what it means when Paul is talking to us about don't be fearful, don't don't, um, be anxious. It's when we let our requests be known to God that he takes the burden of our hearts. It's like a transition happens that we take them off our hearts, we lean into him, we give him to him And as our loving Heavenly Father, we trust him no matter what. God, our our trust is in you. My trust isn't in my plan and my purpose for my life. My trust is in a loving Heavenly Father who's made us no longer slaves to fear, but he's made us children of a living God. And we can trust him. We can trust him and we trust him enough as we cast our anxiety, our, our care, where we cast it on him and say, God, you're the God of more than enough. So today I'd like to take a few moments to pray for you. I'm sure you've got some stuff that you've been carrying that it'd be great for you to cast onto him so that you'll know peace. And as I pray, I just ask you wherever you are, maybe you like to hold your hands out to God. Just close your eyes and let's come to God and let's do some casting. Lord, today we take this time to cast our cares our anxieties on you. We pray them there, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you would carry them for us. Some of these we've carried for a while. Some of these things in our mind, Lord, we've kept there and we've built them up to be far bigger than what they are. And, Lord, we want to declare before you that we no longer want to carry them, but we want to hand them over to you in prayer, Lord. So we pray these into your heart, Lord, And ask, Lord, would you carry them for us? Would you release our minds from having to struggle through these things? And let us trust you. For people who are lonely at the moment, Lord, I pray that they'd just surrender their loneliness to you and know that you're really close. For people who are facing sicknesses or an uncertain future, Lord, you've been there. You know the future. Your plans and purposes are always yes and amen. So we cast them onto you and we trust you. For those with finances, Lord, we cast, um, yeah, all those in difficult financial situations at the moment, we cast them onto you. And we want to bring right now every runaway thought captive, Lord. Thoughts of fear and anxiety, Lord, we... We just break those down, Lord. We ask that you remove them. We, we don't want to have them, Lord. We don't want to be fearful of what could happen, but we want to trust you, Lord. We want to ask you to remove burdens from our hearts, Lord, and we release our lives and our plans and our futures to you. God, we get back in the back seat 
We allow your Holy Spirit to take the wheel again and allow you to drive us and go where we need to go. So, Lord, today we say thanks. We trust you with all of our hearts. We don't rely on our own understanding. But, Lord, in all our ways we're acknowledging you, knowing that you're going to direct our paths. So thank you, our loving Heavenly Father. You're with us always. We bless you and we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.